Hello, everybody. Jace here. Quick message before we get to the main episode. Uh, you know, I try not to get too political on the show. Maybe if that's something that really interests the guest, we might get into a little bit of politics, but mostly we're here to just celebrate comics. But uh, I can't ignore what's going on in the world, specifically the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So uh, on our Twitter, pinned as the tweet, is a link to UNICEF which is an organization that focuses on uh, areas of the world where there is a lot of strife, war going on. Specifically, they try to provide clean water, medical care, and other uh, essential needs specifically for children and families. So regardless of which side of the fence you're on, whether or not you believe that one side or the other is right or wrong, uh, we can all agree that children and their families shouldn't be suffering for the choices that their leaders are making. So please, if you have a few dollars, uh, every little bit helps. You can go to unicef.org, that's U-N-I-C-E-F dot O-R-G, and just look for the Ukraine appeal, click there, or you can go to the Comic Source Twitter account, and the link is there for you to donate. So uh, again, appreciate the support, everybody, and I uh, hope you're all being safe out there. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace. And I'm Blake. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, you'll see a whole new format. Apologies for not having us on daily out the couple day, last couple days. I took a crash course in OBS. Uh, that stands for Open Broadcast Software. So that's how we're able to have all these cool, fancy new graphics for you guys. Um, don't know if you care, but I mean, it, it looks night and day. Um, so... We appreciate it. We hope that you uh, that you enjoy it. So this is what we'll have moving forward. And like I said, yeah, hopefully everybody likes the way uh, it looks now. So with that being said, we're going to uh, kick it off with the uh, next book in the reading order, which is Spawn number 67. So... Um, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll go ahead and dive right in. Let me get it up on the screen so you guys can all see what it looks like. There's that uh, great Capullo cover. Spawn's got a gun to his head. And, of course, the thought is, well, who cares if, Scott, if Spawn has a, a gun to his head? It doesn't make a difference. He's Spawn. He's immortal. Well, maybe things aren't quite, <laughs> quite what they seem in this one, which makes for a pretty interesting uh, issue. So... As we check out the inside of the front cover, we see the credits, story by Todd McFarlane, pencils by Greg Capullo, inks by McFarlane and Chance Wolf, copy editor and lettering Tom Orzakowski, colors are by Haberlin, Brian Haberlin and Dan Kemp, and we get the the recap of 66, which I know it's been a little while, so I'll, I'll kind of go over the whole thing. We saw that Cog met up with Sam and Twitch. He gave them that whole kind of recap and then dropped the bombshell on them. This was two issues ago in 65, dropped the bombshell on them that they were the knights. They were, they were, that Spawn was their master. Not that they were necessarily slave, but yeah, they were knights. They were subservient. They, they were the warriors of Spawn in a way. 
And so they did get Cog to agree to go with them back to their office for more questions. But when Sam Burke started, I don't want to say mouthing off, but he was being sarcastic. He was like, you know, like, what are you talking about with this? We're the servants of Spawn, you know, not really buying it. And Cog just disappeared. They went under a tunnel. It got dark. And when they got to the other side of the tunnel, Cog was gone. Um, Meanwhile, Spawn had, you know, at this point, thought he still had the human face. He's back in Rat City, put on a suit, thought he was going to have a chance to go meet with Wanda. And as he was walking down the street, he had some gangs making fun of him. He smelled real bad. He looked at his reflection in a shop window and realized his face had sloughed off. Um, obviously, he was really upset and mad and Cog showed up and was kind of given a little bit of an I told you so, like, yeah, I told you not to waste the time go, you know, when you had that face, wasting that time to, to go after Jason Wynn, but you, you didn't believe me. You, you, you went and tried to take Jason Wynn down. So, uh, obviously that, that brought a lot of fr- frustration to, to Al Simmons. And we also saw that Cyan's bond to that, uh, shoelace that used to, um, stitch Spawn's face together that like tight is tied around her pacifier. Uh, she she loses control. She completely goes nuts when she doesn't have that pacifier in her uh, in her mouth. So that's where we are right now. Um, yeah, pretty interesting place to be uh, in in a lot of ways. Anything to add before we dive into this issue, Blake? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it's nice to be back to the main series. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. We had a lot of spin-offs, a lot of tie-in yep. material, but you know, now it should be you know spawn for a little more longer. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we definitely dive into a big, big log run of regular issues, and that that reminds me, uh, Blake has ha- put together the reading order. I'll remind everybody once again; it's in the show notes. It's a Google Doc. He's got notes in there of why things are where they are. If you want to know where we're headed, the order to read everything, you can just go and check that out. It's a fantastic resource. So uh, anyway, as we dive into the issue, we see there's a blackout in New York City. There's lightning, um, you know, storming and Twitch is um, asking Sam, hey, where's the batteries? I told you to buy some batteries. Sam's like, "Uh, quit bugging me. Uh, He's actually on the toilet. He's like, this place is, you know, I didn't have a chance to get batteries. Busy. and which is like, ah, oh, such a money pit. As he's sitting there, light comes back on. You, there you see the bathroom, which is not maybe the greatest scene that Capullo's ever drawn, but it's pretty funny. You see the some shiplap through the sheetrock there, or plaster. We see little uh, pinups of women. Uh, Sam sitting on the toilet eating, which is absolutely disgusting. Uh, put stuff in while stuff's coming out. Uh, so anyway, they're, and they're talking about Spawn. He's like, what are we going to do? We, we need to f- track him down and figure out why this guy Cog thinks that we're his, his knights, like what's going on. Um, and you know, the, they're making a plan basically. Uh, so as Sam comes out of the bathroom, Twitch does find some flashlights for the battery. Maybe, maybe better late than never when, uh, they're kind of one pain client we're told shows up. Um, and she's uh, she's a character. Her name is Miss Mrs. Bird, and she's got all these conspiracy theories, and she's talking about little uh, green aliens and 
how they've kidnapped her and performed these experiments on her and whatnot. And they, they really don't want to have much to do with her. But at the same time, they're like, man, we got to pay the bills. And she is like their one paying customer. So uh, Sam's hiding out in the bathroom because he knows she's there. So Twitch is like, you know what? Let me uh, I'm going to sneak out and you go you know, knock on the door and, and Sam will help you. So she does that, and she says, I know you're hiding in there. Your pal said that you were going to handle this while he stepped out, so help me out. And Twitch is, or uh, Sam, rather, standing in the bathroom going, what am I doing with my life? Ah, oh, man, Twitch is a dead man. So, yeah, Twitch uh, got the upper hand for once on Sam. Meanwhile, the bums are hanging out in the alley in Rat City, um, talking about how cold it is that time of year and whatnot. And, um, one of them, he's a new guy that we haven't seen much before and he's real surly and he's making fun of the other guys and saying, uh, you know, he's mouthing off to boots. He's mouthing off to Bobby, uh, saying he doesn't want to endure another four months of freezing. And he's like, see the, the difference is most between me and most of you guys, you've all accepted that you're scrapping around, you know, just scrounging in existence. Um, you know, I'm, I want to get out of here, you know, basically. And one of the other guys is like, um, you know, we're all here for a purpose. John, like the guy that's surly, his name, John. Um, so, you know, you shouldn't look down on, on the rest of us. And, you know, he, he doesn't really buy into that. Uh, and again, he, he seems just belligerent, you know, and he, he starts talking about how the, the other guys brown nose spawn and, you know, they shouldn't do that. A lot of what they're after or a lot of what they're dealing with, uh, recent tribulations and whatnot is because of Spawn. And one of the other guys uh, brings up the idea of Jesus and it starts sort of a, a philosophical conversa- conversation. Um, and Bobby says, well, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what I might believe or not believe, but I know I still hope have hope and he talks about his uh his daughter when his wife died how he and his daughter both had problems how they both kind of fell apart his daughter fell into drugs but she put her life together and she gave him this uh, little glass deer and it's kind of his symbol of hope and uh and whatnot but again this this guy john he's like super belligerent he gets in everybody's face and he says you know i, I don't know why you know, you think you're better than me, you know, why, why would God like you better? And, you know, this other guy is saying, you know, it's not our deeds that get us into heaven. You just have to believe in Jesus. And, um, you know, this guy, John's like, he doesn't even believe in heaven or hell or, or any of that stuff. He's like, what a load of crap. And that's when Spawn shows up. He's like, why, why is it a load of crap? And of course, John being ever the belligerent guy blames Spawn for, any number of things says, you know, why don't you mind your own business and spawn? Now keep in mind the frame of mind that Al Simmons is in here. You know, he just lost his face again, lost his chance to see his wife. Um, he's like, I asked you a question. He says, okay, fine. You want to know what makes me puke? It, it's, it's the separation. It's the judging, you know, you, if you don't follow a certain set of rules, you're in hell and you know, you could do terrible things and whatever. And, uh, you, you go to hell. I, I just don't buy it. You know, these people that are praying to, to this invisible thing and there's no proof. And like, he goes on and on. Like he's got a whole speech 
Um, and he's talking about God discriminating and, you know, if God's supposed to be good, why does he let bad things happen? Like all the, all the typical stuff that, that, uh, people that don't believe or, or are kind of, it's one thing to not believe, but to be antagonistic about it. And he says, so what, you know, what do you think, Spawn? And Spawn goes, well, what I think is I guarantee you there's both good and evil. Um, so in a way you're, you're both wrong, you know, because I know there's a heaven and I know there's a hell cause I've been there, but I also know that it's not black and white. That's not these stereotypes. The truth is somewhere in the middle because you can do good things and still end up going to hell. You could do bad things and still end up in heaven, which is what we've seen throughout the series. It says it's a gray area, you know, that where everything lives. So, and it's not because they control us. It's because they don't control us. Uh, you know, they give us these, these choices and we're free to make our own, you know, our own judgments. This guy's like, all right, well, I, I might not know who you are or where you came from, but you know, you're not right in the head, and, and I don't really have anything to, to listen. You know, I don't have to stand here and listen to this. And he, as he walks off, he slaps Bobby's hand, and that deer, that glass deer that meant so much to him, falls to the ground and breaks. And Bobby's like really distraught, and I felt I felt so bad for Bobby, and I I kind of wish that that Spawn had used a little of his power to fix it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know how to use his power that way. But that's, I kind of wanted to see that. Might be, I think he might be, you know, a little wrapped up in his in in himself. Like, he's not thinking about repairing the glass deer. He's, like, involved in this conversation, this philosophical debate on the nature of good and evil, right and wrong, our places in the universe, yada, yada. And it's... I, I I completely agree. It's so sad because Bobby had this whole story about his daughter and how she came to find him. You know, like, like she had a rough life but got out of it, and so she gave him the deer as a symbol for him. Like he's going through a hard time, he can get out of it, and and he's just crushed by this. And and I, I really love Bobby's character because he's he's got so many different layers and dimensions. Like he's not just this drunk guy that spawn hangs around all the time. Like he's got history with spawn, but he's also own life and his own problems that he's dealing with. And it's this Johnny guy. Like <laughs> I was kind of on Johnny's side for a good portion of the conversation. I, I, I agree. He came off very antagonistic during their, their debate, but his points I thought were accurate. And from his perspective, he doesn't know the sort of like lore and mythos, the universe, the way that Spawn and other characters would. Like we, the audience, know because we get to see these supernatural things happening. We know that it doesn't matter what you do in life. You know, it, it's one for one. You know, it's it's pretty random on whether you heaven or hell. You know, like you die and then one person goes to hell, you die, and then another person goes to hell. Like, it doesn't matter the deeds or bad deeds that you do. It's it's just down the middle. And uh, we, the audience, know that, but he So he's only got the evidence, like the actual historical and, and you know, religious evidence that, that, you know, history and the modern provide. So in that sort of context, his commentary, I, I kind of believe I, I'm on his side of the conversation. I, I think that, you know, a lot of 
religious people say, you know, like you need to follow a certain creed, but then other religious people say you have to follow this creed. There's so many different people that say that they're right and their gods are you know, correct ones, but you know, they, they've been believed for thousands of years. So which was right. And so it does any of it really matter. None of it really matters. Like we shouldn't accept a bad situation that we're in. And I think that's kind of where he's coming from. That's the origin of the whole eight was that he isn't happy or satisfied with where he's at being homeless, being in these streets. And all the other guys are just like, well, where we're meant to be, God put us here. And he's like, that's not how I see it at all. <laughs> like, I, I'm out of this. And then that's when the other guy is like, yeah, but I believe in Jesus. And he, for a reason, and here for a reason. And then the other guy jumps in. He's like, oh, but it's not just believing. It's also good. To and that's how the whole conversation got started. It's such an interesting conversation because normally the characters don't talk about like this kind of stuff from all these different angles. Each one has a very unique perspective on this. And, you know, I, I think it's really solid writing because it, it shows these different angles of a topic. And then Spawn jumps in and he's got some like meta knowledge that none of them know about. And he's got things too. He's like, you know, there's some good and bad in all of it. So you're both wrong. Yeah, they're both wrong, and in a way, they're both right, and yeah, the, the, yeah, I mean, it's not like these are answers that homeless guys are, I mean, there's world-renowned religious scholars that can't answer these questions, so it is interesting that these guys are thinking about it. I will say I would be more likely to to put some stock in what John says and maybe be more, you know, willing to hear his side if he wasn't so, like, belligerent, and then obviously with what happens later, you're just like... This guy's just not a not a good guy. But He's real mean. He's yeah, mean about it. He is. And yeah. That's, yeah. But it is interesting when Bobby's kind of, you know, feels sorry for himself and, and the other guy's like, will you listen to yourself? Why are you feeling so sorry for yourself? You know, if you want to end your misery, then just kill yourself, you know, but you won't. You won't. You want to know why? Because you're afraid. You're holding out for something more. We all have hope. We're all waiting on a miracle, you know. Um, so... Uh, that's kind of interesting as he as he kind of storms away. So meanwhile, John's gone met up with some of his other homeless buddies. I was wondering, like, why are you even if you don't like those guys, why are you hanging out with those guys if you have these other, you know, homeless buddies to hang out with? So what we find out is that these guys are actually uh, the ones that give the homeless a bad name. You know, they're out there robbing people. They're talking about knocking over pawn shops and uh, getting some money and trying to get out of being homeless. The problem is there's like five of them and, you know, robbing pawn shops, you get just a little bit of money that only lasts you a few days. And then, you know, you're right back where you started, especially if they're using them for drugs or alcohol or, or that sort of thing. But what John doesn't know is that Spawn was curious enough to follow him. Um, and he, he, he confronts John after he hears John talking about going and doing these robberies and he's like uh, so now I know why you don't want to answer to a higher power because you don't you don't want to believe that you might go to hell you know oh if there's no God if there's no afterlife there's no heaven no hell that frees you from any sort of morality you know and he spawn goes on to say you, you don't want to condemn people to a living hell so you might as well kill them right 
because again, you're not doing anything bad. They're not going to hell. Uh, and he and Spawn said, so it's it's like I said, you know, in that gray area, you're you're choosing what you become. And this guy says, uh, is that right? So you're gonna, uh, what? You know, why are you picking on me? You know, you you you, why 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 are you who you are? You know, some freak in a costume. That's who you chose to be, and you're gonna come after me. Makes you better than us, thinking you know that you you're all high and mighty. You have these powers. Like these other guys might, you might have fooled them, but I, I, you know, that, that's not, that's not who I am. I, I don't care. I don't believe in you. I don't believe you're any better than, than I am. And Spawn's like, well, it's not my problem what you believe or don't believe. Because whether you like it or not, I've seen things that you haven't, you know? And those other guys are willing to, to trust you and, and, you know, befriend you and you're willing to betray them. And again, we hear this, you know, fill, uh, philosophy from John. I'm just looking out for number one. I'm looking out for myself. I don't, I can't care about anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. So Spawn's like, you know what? You're just, you're just a hypocrite and you're a coward. And that, that pisses off John. <laughs> He's like, uh, cause Spawn tells him you need to move on. You need to go do whatever you're going to do somewhere else, but not, not here, not, you know, among the people that I'm, that I protect. And he, so he, John's like, oh, really? You going to tell me what to do? Pulls out his gun, shoots Spawn. Normally, you would think, okay, costume's going to protect him. No big deal. Spawn's as surprised as anybody, as surprised as us, when the costume does nothing. John unloads you know, three or four more shots. Again, costume does nothing. Does nothing to protect him. Um, and he starts, Spawn starts bleeding. It's green from the necroplasm and whatnot. And John's like, man, what kind of freak bleeds green? Uh, and so Spawn says, you know what? You're a dead man. And just as he's about to attack, the other guys pull their guns out and they just unload. And again, the costume does nothing. Spawn is, is shocked that he's been damaged like this. I mean, he's a not, it's not only that he has the powers and that his costume protects him, but just in terms of his mass and how big he is, you know, we know he weighs over 400 pounds. We know he's, he's a big guy. Um, but that many guns firing all at once, it does a lot of damage and, so he's knocked back and he's kind of laying there helpless. And uh, John's like, yeah, sucks to be on the receiving end for a change, huh? And he walks right up, sticks the gun right next to, to Spawn's forehead, pulls the trigger. And we see Necroplasm go flying out of the back of Spawn's skull. And that's how the issue ends. So talk about a, a bad day. Uh, so Al started off and thinking his... Yeah. Bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his day definitely ended with bag. He started off thinking that he was still looking human and going to go see his uh, his ex-wife for the first time in a long, long time. And it ends with him getting his brains blown out. And I'll say brains in quotations because uh, technically, again, not a human body. But yeah, the big question obviously being what the hell's going on? What happened to Spawn's powers? And I couldn't help but think of what we saw a couple of issues ago where he got all disoriented um, and kind of wobbly and couldn't walk or whatever when he absorbed too much evil. So I was thinking, I wouldn't go so far as to call these guys evil, but they're not good. Uh, maybe they are evil. I don't know. They're willing to kill and for, for just a few dollars. So I don't know if it was being in the presence of that evil or if uh, if Spawn is just sick in some way. So pretty interesting well, turn of events, though. Coming. What was that? Uh, 
when I was reading it the first time, I was just as shocked as you. Like, I had no idea what just happened. Why is his suit not working? And I was trying to, like, scour through previous issues <laughs> because I didn't know what was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, he, is he dead? How is the series goes on? Is it spawn or something? So, um, yeah, it was, it was very disorienting uh, to have this kind of, you know, plot point happening spawn's dead he just had his head shot off and his suit isn't healing him like they they'd mentioned before like you know head trauma or head damage you know is a way to to potentially kill uh beings from hell so i, I was so worried i was so worried um it's it's a very interesting issue yeah, the other thing, because I was thinking along the same lines, I'm like, I'm trying to, to do like you do in a movie. Okay, how is he still alive? You know, so he doesn't actually have a brain. So could the bullet, you know, the bullet has just gone through and he'll be yeah. okay. But I mean, you look at that picture, it looks like the whole back of his head, you know, is blown off. It's and and, <laughs> and clearly his, again, you're just, used, he's he's been fired at by the police previously. He's been fired at, you know, automatic weapons by the by the mob by all of Jason Wynn's soldiers and whatnot and he he just shrugs it off like it's nothing like it's nothing Harry Houdini or the the Harry Houdini arc he he got the face in that one too yeah (laughs) but it was yeah so it, it what is it what could it be oh my goodness (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, to that point, when we talked, to, when we're doing the recap, we talked about the the shoelace that he had to use to uh, stitch up his face because he got the you know Batman through a batarang at point blank range and it stuck in the middle of his face. It, but that's my point; it stuck in the middle of his face. It wasn't like it you know went through. Obviously, a batarang is not going to be traveling at the speed of a bullet or, or what have you. But yeah. it still was only superficial damage that you know he had to stitch up. So yeah, I just you just wonder like what I, I mean I I don't know what I was more shocked at the fact that that these bums were able to just fire their guns at him and knock him back and knock him knock him out I mean he he pretty much looks unconscious um, when he's sitting there uh, or when he's laying there um, before you know John walks up and puts his gun right up to his to his face I mean he does he does talk so he's not completely knocked out but he's clearly incapacitated yeah so to see that was it was pretty surprising yeah uh when i was first reading it it felt like the end like how does he get out of this and uh it just makes everything so much better (laughs) so many more wrinkles like ripple out from this and the introduction of something that we're going to find out in this next issue. Yeah. I'm going to be very, very curious to see how that, uh, how that all plays out. And the other thing that's, that's interesting about this issue is, you know, you, you talked about, you know, how well written it is and, and, and really it is. I mean, it, it's, it's an issue that's basically told in three acts, which is kind of classic story structure. The first act is is Sam and Twitch in their office with the crazy alien, you know, I was kidnapped by aliens lady. And then the second act is the homeless guy sitting around talking about, as we intimated, 
these really big questions about good and evil and, you know, God and the devil and heaven and hell, like these big philosophical questions uh, that are debated as we're introduced to this new belligerent homeless guy, John. And then the, the third act, of course, being where um, where Spawn goes to confront John and his, his other cronies, I'll call them. Um, mm-hmm. So other than – and I wouldn't – it's not like it's a fight scene, but it, I guess suppose it is action in a way when John and his cohorts unload on Spawn. Um, yeah. But there's not there's, – Spawn doesn't have a lot of agency in terms of physical action in this issue, but yet – it feels fast paced and it, it it's it's a compelling story because you get drawn into those these ideas that uh that McFarlane has given us here. I mean this is an urban horror story, but in a lot of ways it's also a morality tale. And it's so interesting because you sort of think that what John is saying is not so far from what Al Simmons himself might believe but yet when he, it's framed and coming from John, it's almost like Al is making the realization that what he has thought all this time is is wrong, you know? Because, I mean, when Spawn confronts him, John even says, I'm just looking out for myself, you know? And Spawn calls him a hypocrite. You hypocrite, you coward. It's like, hey, I'm just doing, you know, what I need to do. I'm just looking out for number one. It's Isn't like that what... Isn't that what Al Simmons has been doing? Like he this goes up to time. yeah, goes up to Terry, says, "I'm taking my wife back." So hopefully, this is a wake up call for uh, for Spawn for Al Simmons, and he realizes, "Yeah, dude, you think John's a hypocrite and a coward? Well, you have more power than him, and what have you been doing with it?" So yeah. it's uh, it's interesting because, like any good character, there's progress and regress. You know, we always want them to progress more to like grow as a person and, you know, like get towards that better self that you can see the potential for. And a lot. We've seen Spawn regress a lot lately. You know, he's gone through so much. And then we saw him make amends with Terry back in uh, 54, and it was great. But then he regressed, and as soon as he had an opportunity, he was going to he was going to take Wanda from Terry. It's like you you built a bridge, and then you immediately burnt a bridge. Yep. And it's <laughs> here. Hopefully, you know, like this is a sign. Like, okay, maybe he's reflecting a little. Maybe he's thinking about his actions again, and maybe he's you know kind of like stewing in you know the consequences of his choices. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see how that all plays out. Um, but another thing that's pretty interesting is um, is that that idea of of hope um, and how it's contrasted. You know, even it's not just John and the other homeless guys that don't agree. There's the the one guy. I don't know if he's named the one African American guy who brings up God. You know, the first time he doesn't even necessarily you know, believe the same thing that like Bobby believes, you know, for example, you know, when Bobby's feeling all, all uh, depressed, you know, he even says, well, if you feel that bad, you know, why don't you just go kill yourself? Well, you won't because you, you have hope. So he's, you know, he's arguing his point as well. So yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of nuance. That's an interesting perspective. And that's a, that's a very common perspective that if there is no God and 
you know, there is no objective good and evil. There is no objective morality. If that doesn't exist, then why do any of us bother? You know, why, why don't we all just kill ourselves if there is no objective morality and nothing matters? Well, no one wants to die. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yes. that's one side of the argument that I wish that had been represented here. There's a couple points of view had gotten thrown in, but I and the medium. This is a comic. You can't have every, you know, point of view represented in a, a dense and complicated subject matter like this. So that, that it, it's it's worth talking about. You know, a lot of people think that's impossible to be a moral person and live a good life and be kind and curse others without the idea of a deity to kind of hold you accountable. There's so many people, atheists, atheists uh, choose to live good, happy lives and do good things for other people. They don't actually believe in a God. They literally think that there is no such thing as a God. So why do they do it? Well, it's because it's good to do good for other people. You know, like we live in a society, we, we coexist with each other. And so it benefits me to help you and it hel- helping you would, it's, it's, it's a complicated topic and you know, it's, it's very interesting. I love, I love when McFarlane dives into material like this because it gets Peter thinking about these things and how they feel because maybe they disagree with several of points of view that you know these characters are are presenting like when i read it i disagree with this guy it's like you know i i'm an atheist i don't believe in in you know a deity so you know there, there's I, I i don't need someone bigger than me to hold me accountable to do good things for other people like i just know that it's the right thing to do and yeah, it's it's very interesting. I, I love it when he when the writing goes in these directions. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. And the other thing, last thing I'll point out is again, not a ton of of action in this issue. Uh, Kapula does a great job of making it compelling. You know, we talked about that opening bathroom scene, and yeah, it's gross. The guy's eating while he's sitting <laughs> on the toilet, but at least he very makes it an interesting looking bathroom with you know holes in the <laughs> plaster and. You know, pinups on the wall and yeah, the detail that goes in and, and same thing with these uh, with these characters when they're having these philosophical conversations, these, you know, these big ideas, a lot of emotion in the faces, you know, yeah, he does mm-hmm. a fantastic job of that. And then obviously when we do get to the action, um, it, it, it's definitely visceral. Uh, so uh, although that last scene of Spawn kind of losing his green stuff out of the back of his head wasn't as as brutal as it could have been. And I, I sort of appreciated that. Like we get the gist. We didn't, I know Capullo could have made it a lot grosser than that. I'm, I appreciated that he, that he didn't. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Any last thoughts before we wind this one down? Blake? No. Okay, everybody. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be on to the next issue of spawn spawn number 68, uh, next time. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time later you can find the comic source podcast on spotify apple podcast stitcher google play or whichever podcasting app you prefer 
Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.